We're pretending there's going to be football because the Big Ten tells us we must. Darian Harris gives us a virtual tour of campus. Mark Snyder eats his words. And it's week two of July Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines, Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the man who thinks Kanye has some pretty decent ideas, Kevin Greck. Greckers, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. I got my birthday party lawn sign coming in the mail, uh, so that's pretty good. I'm excited about that. going to share Yeezy and his platform with all of my neighbors and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and podcast listeners. So get on that ultralight beam, everyone, because we're going to the White House. What, is, uh, what does Q think of, uh, of, of Kanye? Oh. Oh, if you have to ask, Michael, please. I have, I have been reading the signs. Child. Child. <laughs> well, um, we'll, we'll, di- we'll discuss that on our sister podcast, Can't Q, Can't Anon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> super Q, super Anon. I don't know what it is, but everyone uh, subscribe. Hit us on the Twitter machine. One of our At many Spartan underscore Anon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one of our many spinoff podcasts. Uh, thank you, of course, as always, for listening to the show. If you don't mind, please share the podcast with those Spartans in your life. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod. And of course, give us that rating. Give us that review. Subscribe to the show. It's been a minute. We're still at a solid five stars, but it's been a minute since we've gotten a recent ludicrous review. So if you can hop on the old Apple podcast or wherever, share your thoughts about anything, just as long as there's an accompanying five stars. Um, Kevin, uh, before uh, we get to our presenting sponsor, you want to tell the folks about the structure of the show? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We start off with a nice green wall and the green wall features all the news that in the week that was among MSU football and basketball. Then we take you off Grand River. We talk about other news going on in sports generally, or as it intersects with art and culture. (laughs) And then finally, finally, we take you to week two of the July Twitter questions. And there are some good ones. There's some doozies. Uh, yeah. our friend Nate C gets weird with it. So you've got that to look forward to. Yes. And, 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 uh, the, the big, I know we had to bump the upper deck jerk guy last week and we felt really terrible about it, but we are, we're generally thrilled. It was a pleasure recording with him. He'll be here at the, uh, at the, the end, um, to, to read his questions. So that'll be really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, with that, let's uh, let's say a few words about our presenting sponsor. Of course, Fraser's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, one of our absolute favorite sports bars in the Ann Arbor area, in Michigan as a whole. If we're being honest, right, Kevin? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. One um, of. One of. Yeah, they uh, they are the oldest sports bar in Ann Arbor and is conveniently located, not near students. So uh, you're not going to have a Harper situation on your hands there. Uh, they are taking great lengths to make sure that everyone is safe. Who chooses to dine in with them. Uh, they are of course offering to go 
And as always, you can get yourself a beer of the month, which this month, for a mere $5.99, you can get 23 ounces of the Arbor Brewing Company Strawberry Blonde, Belgian Blonde Ale. That is a great 6.8% alcohol. $5.99, you can have yourself some fun. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're only going to need a couple of those. A couple of strawberry yeah. blondes will take you where you need to go. Yep, yep. Um, so a little, uh, there was a little eyebrow action up and down. No, hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm, on that statement. Uh, so we would, we, you know, I know they would be incredibly grateful, but as a as a sponsor of the show, we'd be incredibly grateful if any of you felt like ordering out from them or or popping by if that's something you're comfortable doing right now. Please let them know that can't read, can't write sent you. Um, and of course, uh, you know, take care of your servers. Um, but with that, Kevin, let's head behind the green wall. Yeah. And what, the sport that leads is back. Yeah, finally. Um, did, did anything happen this week in football or like whether we're going to have football or questions about that? Well, Are the we big chance to talk about that this week <laughs> ends up being the big 10 is insisting that there will be football <laughs> and they've got a plan. Um, so, uh, yeah, the commish, uh, got out there and said, we're, we're not doing non-conference games conference only, uh, the justifications that they've been giving or that they've given for why they chose to eliminate their non-conference games, uh, is that it's, they say it allows for the greatest flexibility, um, in case they need to move something, some things around and it, it is where they have the most faith in an acceptable and standardized testing protocol amongst all member institutions. Um, this is of course not limited to just football is for all fall sports. Um, and, uh, and so we'll kind of get into some other, uh, minutia here, but Greg, what's your, your, what's your gut on this? What's your, uh, your lukewarm take? uh i mean i think everyone understands this to be the first in a few attempts to kick the can down the road before inevitably there's no football right like yep at the best we can hope maybe this works out in january february that's it like it is not happening in the fall um i guess it kind of makes sense i mean it's fewer it's fewer variables that you've got to control for and you can keep in very close contact with all of the athletic departments. Uh, if you're the big 10, um, so I'll give them credit for doing something, but the inevitability here is that there's not going to be fall football. There's just no way. And we're starting to see smaller, you know, D three, uh, campus or, uh, uh, teams and, and conferences start to cancel fall sports, but yep, nobody wants to be the first one for football. Nobody. No. Um, I, I mean, this is, so this is a little bit, uh, complicating in that, um, well, first we, uh, we inevitably were going to owe some people some money for games, uh, that will not be played like Toledo. I'm sure was going to get, a few dollars for playing us mm-hmm. um, that and with other schools too, who, uh, you know, other big 10 institutions who, who were canceling games that I'm sure were paying uh, smaller programs to play them. Um, I I'm curious to see how all of that shakes out. 
because um, you're not going to be able to get out of that payment. Um, and so there might be a clause, you know, like if for one reason or another that the game cannot be played. Yeah, it's you're possible. talking about a, a force majeure clause. Um, so uh, on, we'll cover this in greater detail on on our sister podcast. Uh, can't read Q&A. Can't do law. Um, but, uh, that's, that's truly, I mean, that's your primary podcast. Let's be honest. (laughs) That's, that's, it's a little too on the nose. Um, the, yeah. So, uh, the force majeure clause typically, um, excuses performance, but does not necessarily excuse payment. And even still, you're going to have a hard time invoking your force majeure clause when you're still playing games. Like, Mm. you know, it's not like you 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 canceled the whole season, you know. If if you play uh, Northwestern um, to open your season and then one other game, like you could have played that game against the non-conference opponent. Sure. Um. So, I mean, that's that's going to be complicating. Um. It's going to be real tough. It, it you've got to imagine that some of these smaller schools who are really depending on this money, um are probably going to fight tooth and nail for that money because uh, they they probably depend on it in a lot of ways, particularly sure. if they're not getting any gate revenue this season. Which that's the other thing that we're going to shift to conference only, but we're still going to have the illusion that there will be fans in the stadium for this. I'm I'm confused about that. I don't think anyone has any illusion that all of the fans are going to be there, but you're saying any fans at all? Yeah, I mean... Like I, 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 it, it all seems silly to me. Like as we sort of led with on, on this very topic, like this is a slow, stupid March, um, to just saying that there's not football. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you think there will be some games played, but, um, and it, it just seems really unlikely and that bums me out, but <laughs> I, I don't know why you just don't say there will be no fans in the stadium. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be rough. I what does our uh, public health correspondent uh, think about the likelihood of getting a uh, vaccine of some efficacy by the beginning of the year? Because Pfizer's going into human trials in the next week, thirty thousand. Human trials for theirs. Is it possible? Yeah. So is it what is thing? it? It's phase three, right? Um, yes. So phase three is the phase that is supposed to last longest. Um, and last I heard, maybe you've heard differently, but the um, the FDA was not <laughs> approving expedited phase threes. Um, and the thought is that even still uh, uh, the coronavirus vaccine may or may not be pretty much as effective as like a flu vaccine. Right. Um, so it, it would, it would help, right? Like that will help. Um, but you got to do all of the other things too, because it's not like, especially for all the people who are like, Oh, it's just the flu. Well, if, if we got to a place where it was just the flu, it flu season is still incredibly disruptive. Yes. So, um, it, you know, uh, did not ask Alex Plum about vaccines, but in terms of his thoughts on whether uh, we should or will be playing games, it was no. 
Uh, <laughs> it, it just, I, I mean, by the time you test trace, um, you know, people aren't necessarily indeed one MSU athlete didn't get better within two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you have an outbreak, like what we can only assume Ohio state was experiencing, or certainly what we know Clemson or LSU experienced, um, it, there's no guarantee your team's ready in two weeks. And so then you're just forfeiting games and then you have a weird season and, you know, hell it, MSU could end up being weirdly eight and four by the time this is all done, particularly if that sounds football, great. Let's do that season. It, I mean, could you imagine? Let's if, do that football. If, if the season gets kicked to spring, there's a, there's a shot. MSU's ceiling gets substantially higher. Because it's fantastic. I lobby now that we just moved to spring. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, well, cause in spring, every other team is going to have people sitting out and MSU will have none. Um, so yeah, uh, probably not, but, uh, we'll, we'll go with some, uh, continuing with the theme of, uh, pretending that things are going to happen. Uh, MSU started practices today, uh, not the voluntary uh, persuasion. I don't know if you guys missed that. There's a hot take hidden in there. Mike Jones just said that this would be the first year in MSU football history that no players would get chosen in the NFL draft. Um, No, I said sit out. I said sit out. Okay. All right. Okay. Very different, sir. Be careful. Be careful, sir. Uh, We don't want any hot takes over here. Nope. Nope. All lukewarm here. All lukewarm here. That's what the people want. (laughs) That's what they're listening for. Um, but yeah, MSU started practices today. Um, and, uh, so some interesting things about that, um, the, the ability to practice right now is contingent as, as far as I can tell from the rules upon you having a September 5th start date. Yep. So MSU has a September 5th start date against a big 10 opponent in Northwestern. I'm curious if other Big Ten programs are also practicing right now, many or all of whom, other than Northwestern, of course, do not have an initial September 5th game against a Big Ten opponent. And in fact, those games have been canceled. Because remember, fans, MSU always started its season against Northwestern because (laughs) we're in weird scheduling now where you don't really do the non-con games and then the con games. Uh, everything's out the window for that because yep. we've moved to, to nine non-conference games. Um, I know Hollis so, was an innovator, but this doesn't seem like something that he would have been okay with. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we, we all have a more complex view of Hollis now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I have we seen any photographic evidence of other teams in the big 10 practicing this week? I don't know. I'm going to look for them though. And I will certainly be retort- reporting them to whatever compliance office there is. Um, Excellent. I will, you know what? I'll track down um, what's his face. Blackwell's attorney. I will get with him and, uh, and we'll make sure to make a case out of it. Um, Listeners. Have you noticed that there's been no Andrew Patterson stories of late? It's almost as if, the Detroit news has realized maybe we shouldn't be useful idiots to this, <laughs> to this, uh, this attorney operating in bad faith. Yeah, hmm. almost. Um, hmm. I, I will also say, uh, the pictures of the practice, um, 
coaches were wearing masks, but players not, uh, which, you know, I'm sure listeners will, will sort of roll their eyes and be like, uh, they were practicing, but, uh, technically speaking, uh, the, the order from Stanley is you've got to have the mask on, right? Yeah, I went and reviewed the uh, notification from President Stanley, and it was uh, made clear that while on campus, <laughs> you were meant to be wearing a mask. In and, fact, and we asked about running on campus uh, of a university administrator, and we're told, make sure that you have a mask uh, with you. Just do that. Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, you, uh, so it was, it was more funny to me that the coaches, uh, were wearing masks, but the people who were aspirating hardest and indeed of the sort of demographic that is, uh, seemingly getting COVID the most now, yeah. uh, we're not <laughs> most likely um, to have been at Harper's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, as, as of recording still new, new cases amongst MSU athletes. So, uh, knock on wood for knock on wood for everybody that no more new cases, but you know, um, I, I guess there's some assumptions you can make about, about safety there, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of the football news we've got other than Kevin, a, an earth shattering video came out. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about what Darren Harris produced and put out on the, on the internet for all of well, us? Uh, I'll set it up generally speaking, but let's let's kind of walk through it together. Um, talk some highlights here. So Darian Harris, um, as part of MSU's recruiting effort, put together a nice uh, what five-ish minute video, mm-hmm. um, and uh, giving a virtual tour of MSU's campus. That that video has sixty-two thousand views so far. So. Uh, they're approaching can't read, can't write levels of engagement. Right. Um, and that's huge. And at that level, it requires can't read, can't write levels of production value. So, <laughs> yes. So, so, so what, what were your takeaways here? I can't explain why I just felt that this was something we had to talk about because I want to make it clear. I love Darian Harris. I think Darian oh, yeah. Harris is and great. Darian Harris didn't produce the video. Yes, but the video was lame, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we it, just it, acknowledge that the video was lame? And because, and I think the thing is that Mel Tucker and company have set such a high bar, yeah, for everything they do that is digital. This, yeah, I didn't. I needed to see Darian like you know scraping a sledgehammer across like a brick <laughs> wall or something like that. Basically, what he does is he goes to uh, some. Uh, important parts of campus and then some new landmarks that I didn't know were important. Um, and it's just like, this is this thing. And then we'd go on to the next one. So like, for example, Scandalera Center, Broad College, Case Hall, like all relevant, right? To, to upcoming well, students. We got to talk about Case in a minute, but yeah. But then there were also some things like the bridge. Between between the library and the stadium and 1855 place empty <laughs> a lot. Like I what? What? What why are we spending time on this? And he's just like standing there, like, and this is 1855 place. It's new. 
<laughs> these are our apartments. <laughs> or uh-huh. yeah, the um, wasn't the Broad uh, Museum on there? Yeah, the the Broad Art Museum, and uh, it was just like this was in Batman v Superman. Oh God, ben, yeah, Ben Affleck in, worked out with us in 2014. Just just like oh, get something new. Can it be? Can we do something new, please? Ugh. Well, I got to talk about Case Hall for a second because yeah. So I are we going to talk about how they're they're changing perhaps the name of the college built into Case Hall? Are we going to address that at some point? Sure, we can throw it in wherever you want. But when I lived in Case Hall, that place was a dump. (laughs) Uh, It was dirty carpet. It was was a little bit more utilitarian. Yeah, we'll say that. I mean. (laughs) It, it 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 reflected the Cold War architecture that is South Complex, and it was um, it was carpeted, which is definitely what you want where people are eating. Uh, it it had like grazing buffet stations uh, that were exclusively chicken because athletes eat there, and uh, generally, you know, like on holidays they would bring out a prime rib station, and. The way they shot this video, one would be led to believe that that was the the state of Case Hall. They were all close ups with like weird Dutch angles to make it look like they were they were hiding something. We just sunk millions of dollars into this dining hall. Zoom out. Show Show the space. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Maybe they couldn't get in because they had to film. Maybe he had to only film outdoor shots. Uh, but like, no, oh. there was one of someone at a dining station, like serving something and they were close up on him. Okay. I, baffled or just do a Google image search and just run a little PowerPoint of that. Like, oh, yeah. Just be like, you hey. had options. With the little like when they do when they're like rebuilding something and they have the like little shadow people mm. in the, <laughs> in the like what yes. it look like drawings, um, just run run a few of those. Yeah, in front of the, the high schoolers, mm-hmm. they'll appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm gonna have a new greater appreciation for the bridge between the, the library and Spartan Stadium now. <laughs> I mean, it gets you to uh, that's that's how you might. Uh, walk to get to Wells Hall, right? There's a closer I mean, bridge than that, depending on where you're better coming bridge. from. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna take that bridge. Come on, man. Unless you want to walk on. past Spartan Stadium, you know, which you might want to do. That's fair. So anyway, I don't know. There's just so little actual football stuff to talk about. I, I felt compelled to do this. So Darian, if you're listening, can't read, can't read. I'll help you out with the next video. Come on. Yes. Yeah, we love you. Um, but uh, yeah, um, do we want to talk about Case Hall now or later? Uh, we just did. No, the other thing. Oh, no. No, no. We'll, all right. So for anyone that doesn't know, uh, it was announced hours ago at time of uh, of recording that there are three faculty members looking at potentially renaming the the college correct or yeah the james madison college uh which is a residential college in case hall Mm -hmm. do you have any like initial reactions to this or do you want to hold until you've had an opportunity to really think about everything 
Yeah, I mean, as it, a James Madison alumnus. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's complicated, but I'm not opposed to the conversation. Um, and uh, and it does feel like I would have to start talking philosophy to really process it. And that is not this podcast. It is a sports podcast. So, yeah. um, but case all um, amazing dining hall uh, and a college that is potentially going through some changes named after so, a framer of the constitution slash slave owner. Anyway, <laughs> um, basketball, nothing. nothing. Other than if you think we have concerns about football season, there's no reason to believe we don't have the same concerns about basketball season. I think there's a Twitter question about that. <sighs> we'll get to it. But with that, yeah. we need to have our first uh, sponsor in a not a sponsor section. Mm-hmm. Is that how we might want to describe this? Yeah, sure. That's all right. Great. Yeah. So can't read, can't write. Obviously the podcast of the masses. And we've long been advocates for public health since we learned about coronavirus and it took yeah. away the NCAA tournament. Um, and obviously we've been big on where your goddamn mask. Uh, and so we've been contacted by Governor Whitmer of Michigan, who wants us to reach out and and talk to you about why you might want to care about coronavirus and yeah. COVID-19. Why? why is that? Well, there are climbing infections. You know, of no, who cares? Fake. Okay, I mean, you know, we we got freedoms to go back out, and people congregated at Harper's, and that led to a super spread of over 150 people becoming infected. I think it might even be over 180 now. Yeah, yeah, but that was fun while it lasted. No, regrets. more people, more people are dying right now. If, ugh, ugh, who cares? We still can't visit friends and family. Yeah, I don't really care for those people anyway. And if I wanted to, I would just go. Who cares? I know so. we both work remotely, but business travel is important. And, and seeing colleagues can be a refreshing part of your day. Can't do those things. Eh, I don't really care that much about work. So that's we're, fine we're living in, in times where we're divided and not united behind defeating a common enemy. No, I don't care. We're way past the roll of three, by the way, here. All right. Uh, well, I'm just saying these are reasons to care, and Governor Whitmer wants to let you know. Kevin. Yeah, Michael. I want a season. Oh, that's the one. I'm in now. Oh, I want a season two. Mike DeWine is right. That's the one I care about. That's right. Oh, that's the one I care about. All right. You got me now. I want a season. I didn't care about that other stuff, but no. Okay. Yeah. All you right. know, All right. Governor Whitmer, we're, we're not interested. Mike DeWine, governor of Ohio. He says, screw that other stuff. I want a season. And that's, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. So can't read, can't write. Public health, smuggle health. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> We want a season. Wear your goddamn masks. Yeah, public health, smuggling health. <laughs> oh my god! Sounds like we have to beep that. Nailed Smug- it. Guilty. <laughs> oh, that's definitely like wash my mouth out with soap. Having said smuggling, 
Whoa. <laughs> oh, gross. We're going to get the explicit content. Yeah, that is podcast marker for sure. I am, I am concerned that's either a slur I'm unaware of or is an STI that I've not yet heard of. Um, and uh, so with that, why don't we just ditch this not a sponsor and head off Grand River? Because um, speaking of slurs, uh, the the football team in uh, in in Washington D.C. has decided to drop their their name and logo. Oh, they did, huh? Welcome to what should have happened twenty five years ago. How about that? Yeah. Uh, can we just? No one gets to just. I don't think anyone can enjoy this. Like the people that lined up against this for all of those years were wrong. And now they have to grapple with that. And it's stupid and dumb and you're idiots. And those of us on the right side of this are like, this should have happened a long time ago. It's just so overdue. Like no one can win in this because it's just like, it's just like, of course you can't have your sports team name be a slur. Like why does it have to be 2020 when we figure out that it can't be a slur? Like guys, Guys, can I take no joy from anything ever? Right, right. Uh, and I loved that they they made the announcement via press release. Mm-mm. And that press release both featured their racist old name and racist logo. Yes. Uh, and it's also been reported that whatever their desired new name is, is currently tied up in a trademark dispute uh, of which at the time of recording, we are not aware of what that name is. Yeah, they haven't announced what it is. I heard a Twitter rumor that Mark Snyder had formerly gotten into a dispute with a colleague who as an act of spite went out and trademarked all the potential new Washington football team names they thought might be in consideration. I haven't fact checked this, but I'm sharing it here on this public platform. <laughs> um, but in my head canon, that's going to be the truth, uh, because it's 2020. And if I get to enjoy this at all, it'll be for this reason and this reason only. You know what I do? I just speaking of not being able to enjoy things. One of the, I was thinking about this earlier today that what is incredibly frustrating to me mm-hmm. is that it took corporations, which are, are, are not really particularly supposed to be moral vehicles, right? They're, I mean, well, particularly publicly traded ones, they're supposed to make money and, and pass that money along to their investors. And then it, to, to force the change here. And then you look at Mississippi changing its definitely not cool flag. It was because it was at least partly instigated by the fact that the SEC said that they wouldn't hold, you know, conference championship games there or conference events mm-hmm. there yep and and it's all it's all money like it, i i don't i don't have the the values about you know equality and and treating each human with dignity and respect that i because of money like that's not why i believe those things so it, it's just it is just in as a tangent and we don't need to like get into it deeply, but like that is so wholly unsatisfying to me that it took Pepsi and Nike to make this happen. Like that's stupid. Moral arbiter. Nike finally got involved. Right. Yeah. Definitely does good things for people all over the world. 
Um, I mean, it's just another things don't change until there's a financial cost. Like how many times has some media person, you know, been effectively deplatformed because they start losing, you know, sponsors. It's like money makes the world go round, man. That's, it's the only true power. Violence and money are the only two true powers. Well, I guess we are just turning this into a philosophy podcast today. All right, let's go uh, back. Let's talk James Madison. <laughs> can't read, can't write, can't philosophize. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, it, look, it, you're right. It, it is tough to enjoy this for a variety of reasons, but it is still, it, it is it is not nearly the victories that that are needed to to make the world better, but it is still a good one. Yeah, um, and honestly, when it's all over, I'm just going to be glad that it's over, and I'll be able to take some degree of satisfaction from it. But it yeah. just continues to be exhausting right now. In the meantime, I did see the. We don't have this on the outline, but feel free to comment. The Atlanta Braves are not going to be changing their name, um, but they are, they said, going to re-examine the, uh, the Tomahawk cheer. Okay. Right. Great. Cool. Because I mean, you're going to re-examine the thing that the entire stadium does. Um, that'll help. Yeah. Also, you're going to be able to police that. I can see so yeah, that's many my point. like, it's my Tomahawk cheer. I'm going to do it if I want, whenever I want. And it's just yep. like, it's going to make it more popular. If you're getting rid of something like that, just disappear it one day. Don't make a press release. Don't think about it. Just be like, we're never going to initiate the Tomahawk cheer ever again. Yeah. And just, we'll just forget that it was there. But now it's going to be a culture war, just like everything else. Yep. Everything's got to be political. Everything. So, um, yep. Uh, this, I think, scratched our, uh, our itch for uh, talking about all of the depressing things in the world. Uh, and with that, we will head into our sponsor, who probably is not happy that we seem to always <laughs> leave from heavy segments into uh, talking about him, but our dear friend, uh, Brandon Sands is, is of course, uh, partnering with us, uh, again to let you know that mortgage rates continue to be the lowest they have ever been in the country. Brandon is a mortgage loan originator who works for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country that is guaranteed rate. Brandon has closed over 10,000 loans, uh, and he sets himself apart from other mortgage officers in the way he he works with uh, customers, clients, whatever you want to call yourself, patron of of mortgages, uh, he 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 believes in a consultative approach. Uh, so he will sit down with you, have a chat about your long term, short term goals, talk about your credit, your income, what you're you know get a full sense of what you're trying to do, and then help pick the best product for you. He does all of that free of charge. Um, there's no obligation. And and is genuinely genuinely and genuinely there to be a resource for you. So if you want to reach out to Brandon because you're looking to buy a home or perhaps your current mortgage is over four uh, percent, and you want to see if you can save some money, you can reach Brandon at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's rate.com backslash Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. Rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. Greg. 
It's week two. I consider myself to be a patron of my mortgage, by the way. <laughs> a patron. Um, All right. Twitter questions. Week two. All right. First thing I want to say, because I was the, the Twitter ranker for last week. I don't know that we've ever set out clear guidelines for what appeals to us as mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as Raiders. But it's clear that you guys have picked up on what appeals to me. Because last week was genuinely hard. If we had done like a tiering system instead of a straight ranking system, it would have been a way more accurate representation uh, because I really enjoyed some of last week's questions. Uh, and I, I appreciate everyone uh, participating. It was It's a good time. It's fantastic. Yes, always, always. And I think we've got a pretty good set this week as well. The competition seems to be getting a little fierce and a little lively. We do. So uh, let's get into it first with CT and TC, who asks, how much would they have to multiply your current salary by to work in a bubble in Disney in Disney World away from your family and friends for three months? So yeah, you don't get to take like a spouse or anything. It's just you. I, I, I get that's the sense of his question. Yes, I would pay to actually to go to go. To the- <laughs> I would oh. do it at 85% salary. <laughs> Zilly is not going to be happy with this. No, um, the truth is, uh, I mean, I don't have kids. I don't have, you know, like, it'd be a good time. Give me a per diem. I would go. I, I would go with a per diem. Just a little extra. Uh, whatever. I already do fine. What about you? Uh, I asked and uh, I was told that um, I would be sent away for thrice the salary. Mm. Uh, it would be required of me. Yeah. Uh, when you get up to that multiplier, she'd be like, time for you to go. Here's yep. your bag. Yep. So long. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you'll miss your son, but uh, I know this is harder on you than it is on me. Um, yeah, we'll just take one of those multipliers and we'll put it in his college fund. And that's just something we won't have to worry about anymore. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. Th- those are the the real answers. Um, actually, but good question. Um, next question from CT and TC is the longest you've ran in a single outing. Ugh, I don't know. Whatever the longest uh, practice was for cross country in high school, like eight miles, maybe. 10. Can we can we count um, the twenty four hour relay? Is that a thing we can count? Is that a single outing? No. And it's also no. not something that you run the whole time. So what do you got? Uh, I think five miles is the longest I've run. Yeah. You don't have to go any longer than that. Let's I'm be not honest. really a runner. If you go any longer than that, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, next <laughs> question from CT and TC is, what are your thoughts on bacon? It's great. Bacon culture? Eh, it's dumb. Yeah, I'm making a lot of friends <laughs> during Twitter questions. But we're, but bacon, yeah. bacon is good. Yeah, for sure. Bacon's fantastic. So uh, last up from CT and CT CT and TC Jonesy, who was the most famous person from your high school? Uh, Nick Sheridan. Oh wow, huge yeah. game changer. Nick uh, Sheridan. Achieved great things, made great decisions, great things. Uh, how about you? Yeah. 
I've got Kevin Greck from Can't Read, Can't Write as the most person. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe accurate. First question from John Hubbard. After Jonesy's Goaty Locks tease last week and the explicit language two weeks ago, should we keep an eye on our feeds for the Can't Read, Can't Write After Dark? What I actually did not, I must just black out after um, we do the podcast. I don't know the Goldilocks reference. It's how you opened the uh, uh, the podcast. Oh, yes, it yes, yes. Bit, it was a little bit sultry. It, mm. I had to do a little hand wave to a little like fan myself. Ooh. I was going to have the, the vapors over here after. I didn't know that my dulcet tones had that effect on you. I mean, there's a reason we've been doing 40 some episodes of this. Um, John, uh, I want to let you know that uh, in a continuing attempt to, uh, you know, monetize uh, this this little passion project of ours, I'll be setting up an OnlyFans account uh, where you can get <laughs> erotic ASMR uh, from me talking Spartan <laughs> athletics. <laughs> Coach, <talk> <laughs> William anyway. Peekler, William Peekler. Um, I think for the coaches. Um, uh, <laughs> next up from John Hubbard is, with an all Big Ten football schedule on the table, is now the time to field test a schedule without Maryland and Rutgers and instead replace those games with an additional Michigan and Penn State game. I like the idea of the Big Ten just like ghosting Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, where's our schedule? Oh, you didn't get it? Oh. oh, it's in the mail. Don't worry about it. Well, where's the, we'll send it to you. It's fine. But but guys, it's it's September fourth. Who who are we playing? Listen, oh, just look for the guys, mail. Why don't you guys just like uh, play each other weeks <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, and six? That'll be pretty good. We'll show them on the Big Ten Network at three in the morning. <laughs> It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time for you. Rutgers, yeah. you have a chance of actually winning a Big Ten game. And and then and and then, and then those those three in the morning games get cut for Chris Ash doing uh his selling his DVDs instead. Um it'll be great. Uh did uh next next up from John is did you know if you listen to the pod at half speed, you sound drunk? Give me a case of beer and suddenly we're tailgating every week. Who needs football? Problem solved. <laughs> uh, that's funny because we're already drunk. So it takes half speed for it to come out. That's yeah, I was pretty know. sure that if not last week, the week before, I might have sounded a little dr- drunk on the recording. Uh, so you know what? Just uh, keep it consistent. Stay at half speed. I hey, like it. And also, you know, a little service we can provide. Uh, come November, you might want to be playing us first thing Saturday morning. Uh, while you just pound beers and try to forget about life. <laughs> yeah. Are we just going to set up a zoom call every Saturday morning from now on, uh, during football season? Just do you can't recap virtual, not at all a, uh, a tailgate, but like trying to replace it and we can watch like 2013, 2014, just pretend that that's the season we're having. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just rewatch those games. Yeah. Uh, and finally, from John Hubbard, Warren Buffett called again and wants to make you his sole heir. You must choose between a lifetime with Mike Gundy's hair, dressing in Harbaugh's weird Shem Beckler cosplay, or Brian Kelly's permanent sense of letdown to the fan base. 
what do you choose? I thought he was going to go Brian Kelly beat red face. Mm. Um, and just like pretty sure he's about to have a stroke at any moment. Um, <laughs> but it's, but permanent sense of letdown to the fan base. Choose. That one actually sounds like it's probably the worst. Uh, I, you know, if he, if Warren Buffett is making me his sole heir, that means I've got fu money. And if you have fu money, you're going with Gundy's hair. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> My father uh, would say, you know, well, you can't choose the last one because you're already doing that one. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Mike Gundy's hair for sure. That's that's the obvious one. I'm not gonna. Do I have to walk like Harbaugh if I'm going to be doing Shem Beckler cosplay? Because that's also a pass. Uh, first question from E. Lind Bloom. He asks, if college football plays in the spring or doesn't play at all, what program does this help the most and which does it hurt the most? Uh, it it helps. I'm going to keep this to Big Ten because uh, I, I just don't know enough about the rest of the college football landscape. Uh, I think it helps Michigan state the most mm-hmm. um, because Mel Tucker's already at a deficit came in way too late. hasn't been able to do spring practices. Hasn't been able to implement a playbook um, and has some, it has a fair amount of youth on this roster. Um, so as we kind of alluded to before, uh, some of the other programs in the big 10, if it, if it does get shifted to the spring are going to see a lot of those guys, uh, sit out the season for, for, you know, trying to avoid, you know, hurting themselves, uh, hurting themselves, um, in advance of a combine or a draft. Whereas I, I, I do think MSU will have people drafted. I just, I anticipate that they're going to value putting some more tape out there. Um, so look, you're you're going up against a depleted remainder of the Big Ten and uh, a, a team that hopefully at that point in time has been able to do some things and implement some mm-hmm. things and, and do some growth. So, though I, I do think I said last week, maybe the ideal scenario for Michigan State is really just a season of green and white games. I, I know that's boring <laughs> and not exciting, but like if we're not going to have football, that may be the best case scenario. And then it gives Kirk Cousins an opportunity to really brush up on his future broadcasting career. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that work out too. For who it hurts the most, I would say it it hurts the teams that have players that fancy themselves surefire NFL prospects. And then it hurts of those the most, the teams that rely most heavily on those same players. So for like a program like Ohio state, who's proven that they can just reload every year. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a little inconvenient for them, but they'll be just fine. So I would look at like your Penn States and your Michigans for who the most. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe in Iowa, uh, Mm. for next year. Cause I think, I think they've got some, They've got some NFL talent in some places on that lineup that they're pretty excited about. But I, yeah, Penn State was was the school that immediately came to mind as this is going to hurt. Yeah. Um, next question from Eland Bloom. Uh, considering there is significantly more travel in college basketball, if football doesn't play, is it a foregone conclusion that basketball won't either? I don't think it's a traveling. I think it's the fact that it's indoors, right? 
like it's easier to justify outdoor like sports, right? I guess maybe it's a little bit easier for basketball because there's fewer athletes that you have to keep track of. But I mean, plus you got to assume that basketball season is going to be right around the time where we would be due the next wave. If there was such a thing as waves, because it just seems like a perpetual thing um, in America, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, not in other countries. We're talking about is yeah. in America. It's not a good sign. Elon Bloom. And I know that we're all just sort of pretending that it's something we don't have to think about, but it's a bad sign. Yeah, it is an easier sport to push, though, at the same time. Yeah, they they could push a little bit further. Uh, they could push to January. I, I anticipate that uh, I I would expect that at, at best it's going to stay all conference. Um, the non-cons won't happen. I, you're almost certainly not having a Champions Classic this year. Right. I mean, yeah. um, so, uh, you know, I would. Um, it, it stinks because we, we want to be really excited. Like this, this isn't fun for us. And I I think it's just worth saying that, like, we're not, we're not being negative in an attempt to get clicks or something because that's, that's not even the, the piece of this that we'll promote on Twitter. Um, but the reality is I, I think at this point in time, I'm just doing it partly for some mental health, um, to just, I think we all need to be comfortable with not getting crushed on this one and buckling down and doing the the hard work that will take a while so that we can have sports again someday. Right? Like this isn't fun to talk about for you, I oh. assume. No, I don't I take no joy of this, Michael Jones. Yeah. No joy. Um next question from Elon Bloom is will the concept of college athletes possibly risking their life so colleges can make billions of dollars be the straw that causes athletes to be paid beyond name image and likeness? I mean, this has been much sort of discussed out there in the popular media. Is this what finally reveals the whole house of cards of uh amateur athletics, you know, to be based on nothing? Um I don't know, because I, I think it's going to get canceled. So I, I'm not sure that it will. It is funny, though, that the fact of the matter is we're pretending that this is going to stick around so that networks can show you commercials during right timeouts of these games. That's really what all of this is about. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, well, and it's also, though, financing a whole bunch of other sports, right? Like, that's also part of this. Mm. Yeah, but that's where the financing comes from. That's where all the, the huge oh, money sure. comes from. Is um, the ads during the timeout breaks during these games. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it, sort of to go back to actually the, the previous question a little bit, too, is because, you know, Brennan Quinn has talked about a couple places that there's no way they can't do another March Madness. Like that, you know, you talk about, talk about two financial hits that would be unbearable would be the loss of football. And then, and then no March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, 
I, I don't, Elon Bloom, to answer your question, I don't know that um, this is the straw that causes athletes to be paid. I just think that maybe more people, more people are just going to make peace with the fact that it's a real screwed up system we've got here. So. But I think all that was going to happen anyway. I'm not sure that this is going to push that along too quickly. Um or too much more quickly. Um, and finally, from Elin Bloom, what equipment and software do you use to produce the pod? How much time do you invest each week? Do you want to take the, the time and I'll talk about the equipment? Sure. Uh, so diminishing amounts of time uh, because there's less, uh, less sports. Uh, so I would say we'll pretend that there's sports to answer this question. Um, Certainly, Greg and I talk regularly through the week about stuff that we're seeing and reading. Um, if there were sports going on, obviously, we would read sort of the gamer pieces. Um, we would do some compilation of, of some stats, um, talking about maybe highlights from the, the previous week, and then and then building up a... No one listens to us for our previews, but um, you know we would at least try and give like things to watch in the next game. Um, we're not going to do a complete breakdown of the game, but like, Hey, here are some things to look out for. Um, so uh, we do that. Obviously we do a ton of reading and what do you say? You think maybe it takes us, uh, we do like an hour or so of pre-production. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, try and write stuff out, uh, to the extent possible, create an outline. And then we record the show, and then that's where Greg does the hard work of actually editing the show. So I will kind of pass uh, the torch there. Yeah, if you're going to have a podcast, have it be about something you're going to do anyway. Otherwise, it's work, man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then for equipment, oh, we've we've got a huge shop. I mean, we've invested heavily. Uh, We've partnered with... (laughs) With uh, with Brandon Sands, and we've partnered with uh, with Fraser's Pub to build out the Can't Read, Can't Write studios that consists of uh, mics and headphones <laughs> and uh, GarageBand on a Mac. Uh, so that's what that's where we're at. That's yeah, and at. we use uh, we use ZenCaster uh, to record the show. I think that's maybe something that people would be interested in knowing, right? Yeah. Yep. Does a great uh, job. So it's uh, it, we didn't always do that. And Greg had invented really his own sort of system for getting us to record two separate tracks, which uh, worked really well. Uh, Zencaster just makes life a little bit easier and um, allows us to have guests on with better audio Much quality. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Like Elon that. Bloom. That was a great yeah. question. Thanks for letting us talk about ourselves. Yeah, they care about us. They they care. Uh, next up from Always Thinking 1835. First question, what would you cover first, swimming or esports? And if esports, which would you feel the most qualified to comment on? Uh, esports and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> or no, <laughs> Guitar Hero. Is that a sport? It It is not. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Madden? Madden? Sure. Yeah, Madden. There you go. Oh, if I were going to do esports, and it would be esports, so far over swimming. Good God, <laughs> uh, I'd go to Korea, and we'd be doing StarCraft one matches. Man, I'd be going crazy. I know what a defiler is. 
Uh, next up from always thinking 1835, what's the weirdest place you've seen an advertisement for your alma mater? What's the, what is the answer to this? I mean, airports are the thing that come immediately to mind to me. Um, there was I, a time where Spartans will was in tons of airports across the U S I can't think I, of anything. I think they sort of led up off of the, the Spartans will advertisement when they were getting all that bad press. Um, yeah. Several years ago. Yeah. Uh, the answer to me for me is airports. Uh, I mean, but there are MSU bars sprinkled all throughout the United States. So that might be a, uh, considered an advertisement once you're in there to some degree. It's like MSU stuff in this bar in DC or in here in Manhattan or whatever it is. Um, I saw Kirk Cousins uh, at the. Lincoln Memorial wearing a Spartan backpack uh, when he first signed with uh, the no-named team in, in D.C. Very good. I don't know if that's a walking advertisement of sorts. He is, he is a walking advertisement. I'll accept <laughs> that. Uh, next up, from Always Thinking 1835, you're starting up a new game of classic Oregon Trail. Who would be in the family of the Carrie Cartwright wagon? Who, if anyone, would make it to Oregon Territory? And what old-timey calamities would happen to those who don't make it? Um, Sawyer Like Tom uh, requested uh, uh, clarification, and I think what we mean here is can't read, can't write, regular Twitter contributors. Well, someone did say, someone also commented that uh, – whoever or whatever it is that drew stanton is the one that makes it to the end yes um that is true and uh no one has told us that drew stanton is not a listener so uh you you can't tell me that he's not um in fact we you can't tell me that always thinking 1835 is not drew stanton so there's that (laughs) uh (laughs) um uh Let's see who would make it. Who who do you think would make it, and what client? What do you got here? Well, I think the upper deck jerk guy would go rogue and steal half of our supplies yes. and just like set off on his own, uh, which is not something that happens in the game, but uh, would happen in the real Oregon Trail with the upper deck jerk guy. Um, I I think the impression that I'm getting from Raymond chains. And at this point we're just taking like past winners of the yes. competition. I think Raymond chains is, he currently has some kind of psychosis. So he would be in the <laughs> wagon just being like, Tom is a flat circle. So we would have that to deal with. Yep. And, um, what would, uh, what would John Hubbard be our most recent winner? John Hubbard, we'd send him out for, you know, hunting and um, yeah, he he would, he would kill a way too many Buffalo, like, <laughs> like an absurd amount of Buffalo that inexplicably <laughs> you, you don't need. And then I, I think maybe one falls on him as he's shooting it at very close range. And he's just, he's just gone. That's that. So there we go. Thank you uh, for, for your question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drew's last question is, can't read, can't write, cold case. Should the 2016 Western Michigan Broncos, the only undefeated team going into bowl season, been given a berth to the playoffs? Hypothetically, how would you go about fixing it so that every team in the league actually has a chance to earn a natty? 
Well, from what I remember in that team in the bowl game is that they proved that they don't deserve to be in the conversation for a natty. So like, that's my problem with these non-Power 5 conference undefeated teams is like, I know in some cases the Boise States, you know, they tried to go and play people and people were What about FSU? FSU got to play in the in the playoff on were they even undefeated or, that year? Oh no 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 I'm sorry not FSU um uh who am I thinking FSU? of? Yes, yes, thank you. Uh yeah, again, you have to actually play people. You have to play real competition to get in consideration for this. If there was an eight game uh playoff, I would consider bringing in making some kind of rule that if you're an undefeated team, you get an automatic berth. The problem is all of a sudden you're incentivizing worse scheduling during the year. Uh, so I, I don't know. I I've yet to see one of those teams that I have thought like, okay, that team probably should have won the national oh, I was championship. Thinking I mean, UCF. Sorry. CF. Yeah, UCF went what? undefeated in 2017. Yeah, they hung um, the banner and pretended that they're... I think Boise back in the day are like the closest teams to actually being in consideration for this. And I still just... Maybe I'm wrong, but I... I, I was never that sympathetic. Honestly. I feel for... Uh, you... I feel... I, I No, I... I so a sorry I, I went down a wormhole and was like wait UCF they had because it was Scott Frost and it's Snake Oil yeah um, but they did beat number seven Auburn in the Peach Bowl thirty four to twenty seven so mm. I mean they went thirteen to zero that's fair and um, but I I think it, and it's because I went down the wormhole if I'm repeating I I'm not sure that I want to quite get to the point where every it seems to me that the closest we could get is every power five conference winner is in a playoff and at least one group of five um, is also in that conversation. And then two at large. I I don't, I don't know that I want to get to um, a place it doesn't make sense to me that you get to a place where every team uh, has a chance to to earn a natty um, because every team had their chance and you going undefeated is certainly a key and so in 2016 in that scenario Western Michigan probably should have been given a shot right they they probably should have been the 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 group of five or yeah the group of five team to get a shot but the you know, the UCFs in the uh, 2017 and the 2016 Broncos or maybe Appalachian state now, uh, as they've advanced uh, those, there's one of those teams mate in a weird world too, that should even have a chance at that conversation every year. So that's where I am. Did I repeat you? That was pretty convincingly by Wisconsin that year, if I recall. So I'm not, yeah, Again, not that sympathetic. Uh, moving on, Raymond Janes. Uh, first question: Where do you think the regular contributors lie on the, polit- on the political spectrum? I don't know. I mean, if they're still listening to us, um, that wherever they lie, they 
they at least listen or mm-hmm. uh, are really good at tuning us out at times. Here, here. Uh, next up from Raymond. Uh, did you know that baseball is happening around Michigan? Google Northwoods League, United Shore PBL and Lemonade League, and the Tigers play soon too. Did you look these up? I have not looked these up. It, this feels more like a command with a <laughs> with a lead in of a question just to make the command permissible. <laughs> All right. So it, we know that Raymond James is the hype man for these leagues and that uh, he's getting the word out on the Northwoods League. Is he an um, investor? <laughs> is he an investor Northwood, in the Lemonade League? The Northwoods League is a collegiate summer baseball league comprising teams from the top two college players from North America and beyond. Uh, the most recent champions were the Traverse City Pit Spitters. Wow. Did not know that that was a thing. Okay. What kind of bats do they use? Real ones or aluminum? Um, you know, I can't really tell from the Pit Spitters. Uh, get it? Because Traverse City, uh, cherries, pits, cherry pits. Yep. Yep. I needed to actually see the logo to get that. It didn't make any sense to me at first. Um, <laughs> they appear to use wood bats. All right. It's baseball. All right. No, I there didn't know that, Raymond. Thanks thanks for the, the heads up. There appears to be no one in the stands in any of these promotional shots. Good <laughs> Lord, Raymond. You were the only one at these games, my man. <laughs> And the outside of the pit spitters uh, baseball diamond has this like faux, like contemporary what what they try to make condos look like now, like type of look to it. It's strange. It's all very strange, Raymond. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. See, our life is so enriched by our listeners. Um, next up by Raymond Jaynes, uh, this week on D'Antonio cam. All right. Uh, after a full meal at Izzo's house, coach D dreams about his life. If he had stayed at OSU or coach D's spoken word album begins to climb the charts, beginning, uh, bringing unwelcome attention. The latter. Absolutely. The latter. Yeah. I mean, do you remember how old were we when that William Shatner song was on the radio? I don't that was know. like the strangest thing. Um, the spoken word album. God, Raymond, where do you come up with this stuff? It's fantastic. It is. I, what would some track titles be for Mark D'Antonio's spoken word album? Heave. I mean, the inches the the album itself would be called completed circle because it would be a a cd or or vinyl release um but i I like you don't think you don't think it would be completed or complete the circle because like it's a it's then a command for you to listen to the album i like complete the circle because it's a concept album so it's meant to be listened to entirely together yes absolutely Uh, there'd be a lot of literary references in it and um, I think he's been sitting around. I think he's probably come up with a lot of good fake play names recently. So he'd find ways to sprinkle those in throughout. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fake I love music. it. 
I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if coaches are calling Coach D'Antonio like, "Hey, I've got this trick play. I need a name." What do I call it in the press conference? Well, if it goes well, you call it this. If it doesn't go well, you call it that. Um, do you think that the oh, finally from Raymond Chains? Do you think that the NFL will happen? I'm thinking yes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, that's a lot of people to to try and create bubbles around. It's very complex, and the NBA is already really struggling with it with way fewer people. So the incentives are high, but if the NBA is having a struggle with their Thunderdome, the NFL is definitely going to have a struggle with their Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, next up from Sawyer Like Tom, which is more infuriating, people who just flat out don't wear masks or people who wear them but, complete, but completely incorrectly? Yes. Um, probably people who don't wear masks. You? Yeah, I think definitely the answer is don't wear masks because it's like at least if you're wearing it incorrectly, it's just like come on, you're so close. Just, just you're so close. Also, I'm sure that I've made a mistake in public and I've like touched my mask or done something where someone else has probably been like, oh my god, this idiot over here. Like, for example, I know for sure that occasionally I might forget about social distancing or like, I, I'm pretty sure that there are a couple of people out there that are like, why is this dude within six feet of me? And the answer is because I got distracted for a second, but then I like quickly realized. <laughs> well, because you've got 30 plus years of not having to think about that, that you're yes. fighting against. Yeah. Um. Next up from Sawyer Like Tom, uh, do you watch the marching band during the halftime show or were you one of those people who took a bathroom break? You did skip a question, but uh, I would say um, uh, it, it depends on my needs at the time. I can tell you what I'm not missing, though. The drum line during the third quarter. Yeah, that's. That's fantastic. Um, I really like the marching band halftime show, so I make a point to watch it. I also don't want to go to the bathroom when it's obviously yeah. going to be packed, so I'll do it like at other times in the game. Um, I've also I've only I found that I appreciate the marching band the most when they do the fanfare at the beginning of the game. I think that's when I get like, yeah, oh man, this is college football. There's the marching band. This is happening. This is going to yep. be a good time. Um, so I, I know that they put the most work into the halftime shows and I certainly appreciate them, but I, I like the band best at the, the very beginning. Uh, the question that I skipped over from sort of like Tom, what is your favorite season? Summer. I'm an you? autumn guy. I, I mean, like yeah, the, I like the summer. I'm a Autumn's sweater close. weather. Kind of I, I like, uh, beginning of fall semester. Mm. That's, that's my, that's my jam. I'm about it. I'm about yeah. It. Um, last question from Sawyer Like Tom is: If your co-host were a Disney villain, who would they be? Ooh, you're um, Cruella Deville. To be clear, I'm. It, so we've been really exploring the Disney Plus, and <laughs> uh, it, it is deeply disturbing. I mean, the whole premise of that movie is that there is a villain that wants to murder a hundred dogs. She's really motivated to get that coat too. I never like, understood that. I was like, 
wow, she really wants this coat? Badly. She's into fur, man. Um, And I'll say you're uh, John Smith from uh, Pocahontas. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What a nice Um, say to your podcasting co-host and and podcasting life partner. Yes. Um, All right. (laughs) Thank you, Sawyer Like Tom. Of course, we are now moving on to Anthony Garvert who asks us to power rank the following last seasons of a TV show from worst to best game of Thrones scrubs and how I met your mother. Did you watch all three of these shows? I'm two out of three. I'm one out of three. So my understanding is that I watched game of Thrones. I know how bad that was. My understanding is that how I met your mother was terrible and I, I just don't have any respect for Scrubs. So I think it was probably always bad the whole time. Um, so I'm going to say Scrubs is probably the best of the last seasons because it's all about the letdown, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So Scrubs is probably the best because I didn't have high expectations for that show. Anyway, How I Met Your Brother would be next because similar premise. And then Game of Thrones is the worst last season of all time because I've never seen a show yep. with that much built just tank it that hard um though i would point out that i was beginning to complain about that show two seasons prior so yeah so um you're you're real cool um i would agree with that ranking the only way that i would throw scrubs as last would be that the show was not inspiring enough to get me to the last season so it's last season serves no purpose. It didn't Literally. really like limp over the line too. like it moved networks and they tried to like reboot, reboot it or something. They tried to like squeeze all of the cash out of that thing, I think. Um, and I didn't watch any of it. Next up from Anthony Garvert. Uh, if we do end up having football in the fall, what is the best spot to tailgate on campus? Ooh, on campus. That complicates things. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, apparently Case Hall, uh, get a calf pass and uh, head on over there. But uh huh, uh, you want to be outdoors. Um, well, where's your spot? Uh, it changes now that we live here. We soar. We we only do one campus tailgate a year now. Now that we live here, one or two. It was the area right by the uh, the Moral Hall replacement uh, parking garage because that was a public lot and we weren't about to pay uh, fees. Sure. Um, so that was where we were, and that was a pretty good spot. You're, uh, you know, you got the Beaumont Tower there. You've got um, a pretty short walk to uh to the stadium if i had my choice of all of the spots on campus i might choose to be i don't know in the parking lot over by the erickson hall kiva i think that's a pretty lively spot people are pretty friendly over there um maybe the tailgating around the baseball stadium Again, pretty lively, pretty friendly. 
I think that's what you're looking for. I think you want to have light interactions with the tailgating groups around you. I think that's the appeal of tailgating, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, though, it seems like the parking lot of Spartan Stadium is the best spot to tailgate. Sure. Right. Like, I mean, sort of from a that's why it's most expensive. But oh boy, is it expensive? Yeah, I oh. I still think I probably would go. I, I liked your Erickson Kiva answer. Um, even heading out towards like the International Center is is not terrible. There's there's yeah. good times over there. And is that is that walking only now? What do you mean? Because I know I, we're going to date myself on the I don't know East Lansing, but I know for a while. What is that Shaw that runs around there? Yeah. That there was a thought for a while that like the space between and I forget what the cross streets are, you know, the there was the traffic circle on one side and then was it Farmer's Lane? Farmer Lane. Yeah. That runs on the the other side of the International Center slash Wells Hall. That a little bit further down, but yeah. Um anyway, that they they were gonna turn that all into walking only. Uh they were gonna let some of that parking lot become green space, and that has not happened yet. Although it might still technically be in the in the 2020 plan. <laughs> God, can you called. can you imagine that we're here? Uh, yeah, I do remember reading the 2020 plan for the first time being like, I mean, we won't need any parking spots because everyone will have flying <laughs> jet stops cars by then. Um, N- next up from Anthony Garvert. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes just signed a four hundred fifty million dollar contract. Over 10 years, if you had that kind of money to blow, what would you do with it? Wait, Garver, do you not have that kind of money to blow? Yeah. yeah. You poor, bro? <laughs> Come on, man. Get with it. Just sign a 10-year, 10, 10 $450 million contract. Come on. It's fun. That's what Jonesy and I have been doing. It's a good time. It works yeah. out. Yeah, that's it's our Frazier's deal. If uh, yeah, that's our Frazier's deal. If uh, if I was uh, approached with that kind of money, I don't think there'd be any more episodes of Can't Read, Can't Write after that. What? I'll be honest. <laughs> I am hurt. I would like. I would double down on Can't Read, Can't Write. You build out the Can't Read, Can't Write empire. I would buy SpartanNation.com. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I I probably would actually decide that like this is something that because I'm still going to want to fill my time with something like you're going to take vacations yeah. or whatever, but like you're going to want to do something. And to your point earlier about the podcast, if you're going to do a podcast, you might as well make it something that you were going to do anyway. Got to be something you, you were going to do anyway. So if I could somehow justify, quote unquote, paying myself to do this, uh, I would. and. I should. So. But yeah, I'd also pay off student loans and, you know, buy a house and all that other stuff. All that other stuff. The American dream. Finally, from Anthony Garber. Thanks, Boomer. Who's the most famous person you've interacted with on Twitter? Um, so under the can't read, can't write label or otherwise? Because, Greg, you've, you've attempted to interact quite a bit with one person in particular on Twitter. Yeah, and I've gotten a lot. Uh, Greg Kelser appreciates me. <laughs> um, 
so I think mine is, um, why am I forgetting his name now? This is like embarrassing. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. I mean, Jason Nick is up there. Wow. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> um, no, uh, Paul F. Tompkins is probably the most famous person I've interacted oh, with. Oh, really? Yep. Um, but uh, we had um, we had Tom Izzo's daughter interact with our account once. That was exciting. Um, what was this Paul F. Tompkins interaction? He ma- He made a bad joke on Twitter. I didn't realize that he was from Philadelphia. And I called him on saying something about Philadelphia that a lot of people say. And then he's like, well, it was a joke. <laughs> that was my extent of my interaction. With him. <laughs> Great work. Great work. I he actually like a, Paul. So. I do too. But he made, he made a thing about uh, Philadelphia cream cheese, which is not actually from Philadelphia. And like people think mm. we're obsessed with it's all right. Anyway, not important. <sighs> But all Paul right Tompkins. next up from msu sharp boy 69 worst psa the anti-weed commercials of the 90s or the sportsmanship pass it on commercial uh i haven't seen the latter of this so no. i'm gonna take anti-weed commercials from the 90s because they're just yeah. such meme material and and also just like not really based in uh, all facts so there's that too uh so yeah uh gonna take the weed commercials um but you know uh but boy thanks for coming back we appreciate you um next up is brandon list <laughs> i love this question frank and sport what football rule would you move to basketball and what basketball rule would you move to the gridiron bonus what volleyball rule would you move to swimming <laughs> all right football rule but i moved to basketball um I would I would move the um I, I would move the drop kick as a force change of possession. Uh <laughs> so that's move so all of a sudden now in basketball, if you have to give up the ball, you drop kick it to the other team. Um, quite in the same way that if you got safetyed. And from uh basketball to football, I'm gonna do a three-point shot of some kind where there's a basket connected to the uprights and quarterbacks can try to do the three point shot at any time, anytime. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, I would move some version of, um, of, uh, football overtime to basketball over time. Um, I would, I would play with it a little bit, but uh, I like the notion that there's like a set number of like half court possessions that you go through. Um, and then at some point in time, you just have to shoot threes. <laughs> um, and then basketball, I would, um, I'd say on personal fouls, uh, your, your, your kicker, uh, takes maybe a one and one on uh, on from like the thirty yard line on uh, <laughs> just extra point shots. Like um, <laughs> but but I like the idea that it's a one and one, so that if they miss on the first one, there's someone behind the goalpost 
ready there to like rebound the ball and run it out. Um, so yeah. Uh, but my, my volleyball rule that I would move to swimming is that after each lap, you have to rotate positions like you, like you do in volleyball. So you have to change swim lanes Ooh. is what I want. I want, I want straight chaos on in, in the, in the pool. I want on people running into each other. I want wake. I want all of it. Okay. I like that. I like that very much. Next up from Brandon list an unmarked Mercedes pulls up to Dan Snyder at the parking lot of FedEx fields and pack and passes him a note. Daniel bring the Washington football team to the land of promise and plenty signed KJU Supreme leader of the democratic people's Republic of North Korea. Thank you. Takes the offer. I, I think he already has. Yeah. I think he already has He's playing with the devil over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's hanging out. I, plus he strikes me as someone who, if presented with an opportunity, like that, if someone gave him that sense of like, you can do it, he would do it. Uh, this also reminds me, I think we called him Mark Snyder before because it's what we have written here. Wait, is it? Uh, it's Dan though. It's definitely uh, Mark Snyder is a football coach with Florida State and and was the special teams and linebackers coach for Michigan State. Yeah. That's what we're blaming. It's all right. At least there's multiple Snyders out here. Um that's fantastic. Uh next up from Brandon List, not a question. You should like Recky do the intro, but don't give him any warning. See how nervously high his voice gets. I'm gonna pocket this Thank one. Thank you. I'm gonna pocket this <laughs> one. You're not a question. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper. What would you think if MSU admitted its mistake of going with a darker green and returned to Lorenzo White, Eric Kelly Green? Mad, sad, glad. Sawyer, like Tom, added in fun fact: current shade of green is taken from the March Band uniforms. Um, I didn't realize that, uh, Dan, I don't mean to upset you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah sure I'm with you on, I'm with you on you've this. Got great memories of those, uh, Kelly green, uh, uh, jerseys. And, and certainly, you know, I appreciate those highlights. I think the dark green is an improvement, right? Strong agree. Cosign. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Kelly green just sort of it feels kind of cheap and the darker green just feels premium. It um, does feel cheap. Yes. Everything. It, it seemed like everything, all of MSU's Kelly green stuff felt very like bargain bin sports outlet, you know? Yeah. To me. Uh, it, it felt like, um, uh, what were those jackets that were really popular when we were in like starter jackets? Yes. Yes. It, it felt like, starter came to them and said hey we've got some extra material can you guys like make this work uh so dan we don't mean to cheapen the memories that you have with the kelly green and i'm sure you appreciate that but uh it is the official position of this podcast that the dark green is a little bit better uh next up from dan hellpepper how did ju Kalkirk run 222 times for 872 yards in 2007 by gaining two yards at a time <laughs> <laughs> I have to check the math on that one. <laughs> Curious. Uh, the man, man was a tank. 
And he yeah, also so- busted off some long runs against uh, Penn State. I seem to remember one big one on a fake. Um, so that's going to that's going to uh, one long run will start to seriously juke those stats. You throw in two. And I mean, you're talking about two carries potentially accounting for. You know, 100 yards there. Like if we're talking a 50 plus yard run. Uh, you you throw in just a handful of those and my two yards a carry starts to make a lot more sense. And I do, <laughs> I do nonetheless appreciate Dan that that's a deep, that's a, you were listening to my rant and I stick <laughs> by what I said. Javon Ringer did all the work and you can go check the tape and tell me I'm wrong. He is wrong, by the way, Dan, you're, you're correct to call him out. Uh, this one's for you. I'm going to say best lawyer movie. I'd say My Cousin Vinny or Anatomy of a Murder filmed in Marquette. Actually, the, the book is based in Marquette. We read it in college. Uh, yes, I had to read that in college. I hate that book. It is a terrible book. Uh, someone we know from before in life uh, once said, you don't like that book? Why? Because it's ostentatious in its presentation. And just saying that was a testament to how that book is written. It is poorly written, poorly written. Um, I don't best lawyer movie. Do you have one? Cause they're um, kind of infuriating as, as an actual attorney. I'll go with my cousin Vinny. Uh, I'll uh, just stick with that. The one where uh, Matt Damon is uh, suing, I think, Allstate for bad faith um, because they were denying a bunch of uh, of claims for people who got sick from poisoned water or land. Uh, that's Aaron Brockovich? No, 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 no. Um, hold on. Don't look it up. We're going to go with my cousin Vinny. The Rainmaker. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper. Okay. Rainmaker. Um... <clears throat> if you opened up a container of leftover pork chops earlier this evening and then suddenly notice a moth flying around the kitchen, <laughs> are you still eating the pork chops or is the unconfirmed possibility a moth was there with them for a day enough to ruin the leftovers? Yes, yes. absolutely. It is enough to ruin the leftovers. Not eating those. <laughs> yeah, we stand with you and while you, sadly scrape those pork chops into the trash can we're there (laughs) with you in spirit uh next up from jer bear why just answer me why keep it open and did this can apply to whatever damn subject you want life is fine i eat at arby's (laughs) jer bear (laughs) has gone nihilist arby's on us yeah um so i i i i don't know i don't know but why is a great place to start yeah. Uh, why is Arby's such great fodder for comedy? Like of all of the, is it just the ridiculousness of it as an institution of like, it's just a sliced meat on a bun. And then like, we, we did the fries, but we made them curlier instead of straight. And then we seasoned them. And that's the whole thing at Arby's. I I love the bit in Thirty Rock where Jack Donahue is going through divorce and and there's a whole fight about a series of Arby's they own in Ohio. I think <laughs> that like is the is the contested asset. There's 
there's so many good sitcom Arby's jokes and Twitter comedy built off of Arby's. Arby's is there's something. Didn't John Stewart have a whole thing against Arby's too? Probably. Yeah. Likely. Uh, KFC is a distant second in in comedy uh, realm. (laughs) Uh, first up from Nate C. Will Trump get the credit he rightly deserves for liberating us from college football? <laughs> of which we are so happy about, and then neutral face. Uh, you know what? If if loss of college football is the anchor that sinks that ship, God, that says so much about us as a country. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's our not a sponsor. It's the whole premise. Yeah. Uh, next up from Nate C. If given the opportunity, would you be willing to travel at near the speed of light for 30 days? Oh. Oh, Nate. It it depends on whose 30 days. The the traveler or the us, the everyone else on planet Earth, the observer. It's a big difference. Huge Pluto's difference. 30 days? No, you don't even get relativity, man. Clearly, this is not a physics podcast, man. Well, isn't Moving a day on. just a rotation? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Michael Jones. You have to read up on your relativity, my dude. Oh, next up from Nate C. Time is a construct. We receive indisputable proof that our universe is merely an advanced simulation intended to help survivor, help super advanced beings with existential risk. Yeah, because we're doing such a great job of evaluating risk. One, do we make the right decision? Two, what's the first thing you do? Three, are we still real? <laughs> uh, no. Probably go about my day the same as I ever did. Uh, reality is just a construct like time. Yeah. Uh, if there's one thing I take away from this whole COVID thing, it's that humans and our dumb monkey brains are so bad at measuring risk and thinking about exponential growth and doing those types of things. This is like literally as bad as something could be without it being too bad to the point where we wouldn't take it seriously. Like, we are just not equipped to deal with COVID. Um, next the last question. Me- the last question is more about linear growth. Uh, Nancy last asks, should I wear my hair up or down? How do I determine if I have the right face for a ponytail? I think there's online communities that will help you with this. Nancy. I, I believe that that exists. You can go out and you can be like, what do I do? This is my face shape. What kind of hair should I do? Is a ponytail a good, uh, a good, idea and there's probably uh, a snapchat filter or something you can do yeah they're they're i think i think give it a shot man now's Uh, the time if you're ever gonna do it now's the time last up is the upper deck jerk guy and sadly the podcast is running long so we will have to bump him for time and just take uh take the questions as written so sorry upper deck jerk guy we don't have time for you yet again uh yeah sorry um, first question, what advanced stats do you use when evaluating college basketball players and teams? Uh, there's a lot of efficiency stats, a lot of hundred possession normalized stats that I look at. Um, I, lo- I mean, 
The wind share to a degree. The wind share? Uh, that's that's more like a pro stats thing, isn't it? It's it's more like tempo free normalized stats. Um, and then on the court, off the court, but not plus minus, but like efficiency of team on the court versus efficiency of team off the in the court. What about you? Anything else that I'm I'm missing? I mean, I don't know how advanced it is because it's not particularly complicated, but I do, I do think people don't talk about the plus minus enough in writing. I mean, like look at Tillman as some, he is, he is a testament to the plus minus stat. Like he's not maybe blowing up draft boards the way he should be considering how much he contributes without you even seeing it on a statue. I mean, the All-American point guard was on the team, but there were two different MSU basketball teams this season. One when Xavier Tillman was on the court and one when he was not on, yeah. on the court. Yes. Uh, I consider, when I just say advanced stats, I consider it anything beyond what's in a normal box score. Yeah. So then, yeah, plus minus for me is is the one. Um, next question from the Epidectric Guy. How many 2021 football recruits will end up decommitting? I it would be complete speculation, although I I think it's probably worth acknowledging that the 2021 football recruits that are currently committed might be pretty glad to have MSU offers, if you know what I mean. So that would if we had a bunch of four stars and five stars committed, I'd be concerned, but. Right now, I'm a little bit less concerned. What do you, am I? Wrong? Yeah, I think they. I. I mean, I think they. They all had reasonable offer sheets, or a lot of them had reasonable offer sheets. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying but, that they're bad guys. I'm just saying. I think I'm we got some. That, we got some believers. I think we got some buy-in. Um, I say. No more than two, of of current football uh, recruits. Yeah, there will be more attrition in the future of of future committing prospects, I think. Yeah. Next question from the Epidectric guy is Oxford, comma, yay or nay, which sort of like Tom um, seemed to think that uh, there was a right and wrong answer on this and then recalled that we might have been asked this before. Um, and we're I, aligned on this. It's a heavy yeah. yay, right? Yeah, it's it's a full yay to which Sawyer, like Tom, seemed to think that you didn't have a strong opinion. There is no reason no. to not use an Oxford comma. It is insane to me that the AP style guide does not require one. Agreed. So um, last question from the Epidectric guy is what is the worst piece of advice you ever received and what is the best? Uh, I've gotten some bad advice. Um. I've also got, well, I've, John L. Smith told you ex- invest exclusively in real estate. <laughs> That's right. In Louisville. <laughs> Put all your money in this Louisville real estate boon. Um, that was both the worst and the best. Uh, is there anything that jumps out to you? Um, I would say, well, so <laughs> I, I I got really good advice for law school, which was just treat it like a job. I think that was really important for me um, because that scenario can become really stressful. Um, 
And then the other thing I would say is that um, I learned this one the hard way. So I don't know if it was advice I got, but it was. It, well, no, it, it was it was a lesson learned that was sort of summarized to me after I had ended up learning it, which is uh, when stuff happens that's not necessarily going great in your life um, and you may need help or whatever. You should just communicate those things to people. People are shockingly willing to help people out who just communicate. So um, that would be some of the better advice I got. Um, bad advice? You got something that sticks out? But a family member told me that I should overextend myself on housing. That's just sort of like what comes out, comes immediately to mind of just like, I didn't even think about it because it was such bad advice. It's like, why would I do that? Oh, I know one worst piece of advice. There are two types of good debt, your house and your, your education. Lie. <laughs> there we go. Full lie. And that's from someone that I deeply respect and appreciate. That was a teacher in high school. Um, dodged one bullet by not attending GW for undergrad. Um, yeah. And then did not dodge the second bullet on law school. With that said, though. Some education debt can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying two hundo out of undergrad would not have been a a good decision. Would not have been a good thing. No, no. Would not have been a good decision at all. Uh, So we did it, Michael Jones. Week two. Week Week two. two, Somehow we went went from being ahead of schedule to, woof. But thank you for sticking with us. Of course, um, it's it's a pleasure as always. And uh, and as always, Grekkers, go green. Go away, Chelsea.